Hi, guys. Welcome to the Melanin Perspective. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jamie. Let's dive in. Hey, Brittany. Hey, Jamie. How are you? I be well. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm really good. It's been been a good weekend, so ready to hit the ground running this week. Running, running. I don't know what I was thinking of, but yeah. And I'm doing like the running motion, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we are two peas in a pod. So right. how are you? Exactly. How you been? I've been good. You know, shaking bacon, the practice, the Hardy Clinic plug is doing really well, <laughs> um, adding therapists, getting a lot more clients. So, and the better help job. Um, that I am doing now with Jamie um, it's good I have clients in Europe in the islands Canada I so I do love that that's yeah. kind of like the really cool part yeah, and one of my clients right one of my clients was like oh I had a date this weekend so I'm like excited to hear about his date <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> during our session because he he's been he wants to get married and stuff like that but he the women that he kind of have dated said he can be kind of passive because he's just real chill laid back person Mm -hmm. but then but that I think that's part well I know that's part of it we talked about that it's more of an insecurities that he has so Mm. I'm excited if he did the homework assignment that I gave him and stuff um literally I told Jamie all my clients last week I told them do you work out well that should go work out two to three times a week like because you know especially with this pandemic like granted I work out all the time too but like with this pandemic, like people are really, really stressed and it's not getting any, like really getting any better. So in order to, for, again, for me to have stayed sane this whole time, working out has really, really helped with that. So I'm telling the clients, you've got to get active. you got to get out. One client, he, he's bipolar. He's been bipolar for about four years. He's very, very young, young adult. And he was like, he doesn't work out. I'm like, yeah, you definitely have to, you're on meds, you know, mm-hmm. like you're going to have to really so every week with my clients you work out you do this you work out you work out I'm gonna be like a dead horse like that's gonna be something that I really put and stuff because you know it really does my oh my god Jamie it was so fun I really wanted to tell you this and I forgot the client was like the one that's young that's been on medication for about three years um he was saying (laughs) he was spooking me he was like freaking me out a little bit I just need I don't believe my brain, very awkward, very awkward kid. I don't think my brain, um, you know, produces any serotonin, dopamine, or I cannot pronounce, I can never pronounce that one, but it's the three. What is it? Norepinephrine? Yes. Yes. He was like, it doesn't produce that. Right. I said, well, actually, if you work out, it increases all of those things. It Mm -hmm. produces all of those. And he was like, really? I said, yep. So you would have more of it if you work out, you know? So it was so funny. Like, yeah, he's cool. I like him, you know, like it's, it's been cool. So I was like, okay, Jamie, like I can Listen, do this. Like y'all, you know? Brittany, Brittany did not want to join me on this. So we both do the online therapy platform, betterhelp.com. Mm-hmm. Brittany has ran from me for no shyer than five <laughs> months on this. And I'm like, Brittany, it's, it's a really dope setup like it's a cool platform yeah. you get to meet obviously when in therapy you get to meet amazing people like right. c- totally debunking the stereotype that you got to be yeah. crazy or something got to be wrong or you got to be depressed or anxious that is not the only premise of therapy but you really i think my favorite part about therapy is, is you meet amazing people with amazing stories and life stories so 
Yeah, I yeah, think you'll so too. See. Like, yeah, I think so too. Like, I do see. So, thank <laughs> you. You're welcome. Thank you. So, today, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we're talking. I like this topic. I think it's good. I'm so glad it caught your attention when we were reading it all. Because I was thinking, I was like, I don't know. It was a couple of them that I like, but this one, I'm glad you said it stuck out to you because I think it's a good topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're talking about what, Jamie? The myths of a strong black woman. Yes. So, yeah, Lily Jamie and ourselves. I'm so country. <laughs> I heard it. I am, I am too. I am too. But so, um, I like this topic because it is something that you hear a lot. And Jamie and I both are black women. Mm-hmm. And something that I grew up hearing a lot. Oh, she's a strong black woman. And oh, he's a strong black woman. But then what is that really? So, right. What we were talking about before we started recording was um, we, I get black people in the word weak. We don't like to appear weak. And mm. again, we, my interpretation, my reasoning, I think behind that, I think our reason is just because of slavery. Slavery really you know, emasculated a lot of, a lot of men, a lot of people and stuff. And it really tore us down spiritually, physically, everything. And so we just don't want to appear as being weak, even though our ancestors were strong to have survived that, you know, like, I feel like any black person, any person of color that has been through, you know, like our ancestors been through something, some traumatic stuff like that, there's no way we can be weak. We didn't come from weak people. We came from very strong people. Even now, people, like I said on the last episode, we are very strong people for us to endure the racism, the discrimination, all the things that we face in this country. Black right. Americans are far from weak. Even people in the hood making it happen and doing what they got to do, not weak. They are making it happen. Like, so we are very, all of us are very strong people, not just the black women, but we have this thing like, oh, the black women is strong. You know, because we don't want to be appear weak. So part of that is not showing any kind of emotion. So mm-hmm. I know I have friends that don't like to cry, you know, in front yeah. of anyone. So again, I get not crying in public. You don't have to, you know, I get why people wouldn't want to necessarily show their emotions in public sometimes. Right. Right. But around your like close friends, like well, you, you have those, you have people who are like internal processors, is what I like to call them, and so. Mm-hmm throughout their life you know they just have not turned outward to utilize someone to help them deal with things until they feel like they're at the point where they're ready Mm. to reach out on their own I mean we have those in our friend bases do we not like I know I'm an outward processor I'm like oh my gosh like who gonna listen okay no I'm not like that 100% of the way but (laughs) I do have my base you know like you there are certain people that you do turn to um but there are a lot of people who are inward processors and they got to go through the whole scenario, the outcomes, the what ifs, the whys, all inside of their head and in their heart first before they can utilize someone to lean into. Yeah, I, and I get that, you know, but I I feel like part of what pe- other people do is that they don't want to appear as weak. And I've heard people say that, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't want to cry. That's uh, that. I'll I'll be weak. It shows like a sign of weakness. Women, right. men of men too, but right. Black women. I've heard them say that. 
I'm like, right. girl, you can cry. It's okay. <laughs> like, oh I don't, I'm not going to think less of you. I'm not going to think that you're weak. Actually, I think, you know, it's brave for you to show emotion. I think that it takes courage. And I love Brene Brown. She talks about, mm-hmm. you know, um, braving. What is her? She always talks about braving the something. But she always talks about when you do show emotion, that is brave. That is some brave. It is. That's you being vulnerable. Like you're being vulnerable, oh. showing the world or a person that you're having a moment right now and things are not that great for you. That's brave. That's, that's another term that we tend to shy away from is vulnerable yep. vulnerability um mm. because most often vulnerability is negatively tied to um being taken advantage of or mm. um appearing weak as you said um uh, mm-hmm. so we we tend to tie negative thoughts to vulnerability however i always say that there is strength in vulnerability yeah. when utilized correctly um People are like onions. They're layers to folks. Things got to be pulled back. And the way that things like love and trust and community find their way in is when you allow yourself to be vulnerable in certain situations. How can you build a strong friendship with someone if you're never going to share any of some of the things that you've been through in life? If you just want to appear strong all the time, perfect all the time, nothing happens. I'm good. You know, I handle it. I'm well. Like, yeah. how can anybody, how can anybody allow their way into your heart or into your circle or into your trust? You know, if yeah. you keep up such a wall and don't express vulnerability at any time. Right. My girlfriend, I mean, you, I feel like you're talking to me, Jamie. So my Rich. girlfriend said this to me before, uh, it's like a couple years ago. She was like, well, Brittany, you know, do you... Maybe you need to kind of let your wall down a little bit when, when, when in relation to dating back then. Um, you know, she said, because, you know, I feel like possibly you probably have like a wall up and you're not b- being vulnerable. So, you know, the guy and this guy in particular, because she had knew the guy, you know, felt like that he couldn't get close to you because you weren't letting your wall down and being vulnerable, you know, so yeah and so i was like yeah did you tell him right. to get um some some climbing gear and a pick and work his way up that wall no i'm just kidding <laughs> right but it's gonna take a minute it's gonna take a minute but but then you know so that that's been my experience but then i'm, I'm i knew this guy once and he said that he felt like and this is going back to the topic of dating like so we'll stand on the topic of dating he was saying that he feels like it's a man's responsibility in a heterosexual relationship for to make the woman feel safe enough to open up you know and be vulnerable I feel like eh, I feel like it's a mixture of a couple things I do feel like you should feel comfortable with the person to open up but I don't feel like it's necessarily their job hit their job to do so you know because he I mean how do you know really what to do people are different people need different things for them to be you know to be really relaxed around them be vulnerable and really open up I feel like you know it it depends on the the vibe the connection that you have with the person and if the person is ready and willing to be open to be vulnerable um and so and I've definitely shifted past that you know again if I meet someone and I really like them I am less likely to open up initially. I am a bit guarded, but then once it's been a few, you know, a couple months, a few months, and we're hanging out, um, you know, let my I continue to let my guard down and stuff. I'm right, and I'm then I'm just more upfront too about how I'm feeling, 
Because, you know, I used to, especially in my 20s, I would cut cut, cut them off quick, you know? Like, <laughs> cut them off quick. But, you know, now, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's no point to do all that. I, I could honestly say I've, I haven't, even the past few years, met horrible men. They've been pretty good guys. They Some of them, they definitely weren't for me. But, right. um, but they were really good, like, really good guys. So, no point in me really cutting off relationships. I mean, we could just not talk anymore. That's fine. But, you know. Sometimes I do talk to a you know a couple guys that I've dated. We're we're still cool. We talk sometimes, and I'm cool with that. So, and I've been vulnerable with them, like we're friends now. So it's definitely easier for me to open up because we're friends. But yeah. um, but that's important for me. So that's another thing. The reason, another reason for me not to, I learned over the years is that I have to be friends with the guy first. So we have to we can build a relationship, work towards that, but we have to have that friendship first for me to really be open and and be vulnerable and not pretend to be this strong black woman i'm sorry i mean to cut you off i will say i've learned over the years that there's really like no rules when it comes to how it lays out for different people i think there are things that we tend to compare and -hmm. look at other scenarios but Mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes you can have such a strong connection with someone y'all can sit and talk for three or four hours and you can end up sharing your whole life with them like complete mm-hmm. vulnerability, complete openness, and you just met them. But that connection be so strong sometimes that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that friendship is not built first. Sometimes the friendship comes from the openness. And that's yeah. why I say that, you know, there's like no rhyme or reason when it comes to um, what the definition of strong and vulnerable looks like because, you know, like, putting sometimes when you put a a friend or a loved one's needs in front of yours that is a display Mm. strong you know like knowing when to care for someone else and not necessarily in the form of neglect of self but being selfless Mm. that's a display of strength that's also a display of vulnerability when you allow you know, yourself to take a sidestep to make sure someone else is taken care of in a moment. Yeah. And, that, yeah. you know, like, I'm, I'm just thinking out of random, say you have a a, a spouse that gets injured and they, now you got to nurse them back to health. Well, you got to quit your job. Yes. And you got to take is, care of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's like a, a whole different. other level of, of what strong looks like. And right. There, there, there may be, um, you know, and going back to the topic, the myths of it there may be where you have to be that person that takes care of but you're not like you're like I can't cry in front of them I can't be sad I can't be weak in front of them like Mm. I have to be so strong for them but then you go in your shower at night and just like lose it every night but like is that healthy is that fully healthy right yeah I've heard a lot of stories from couples and family members that have done that um, and I, I just feel like, you know, like you said, there's no one way to be your strong and stuff, but I do feel like as long I would be okay with a person doing that, as long as they have someone else to vent to, like you go cry in the shower, but then you call your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your homeboy, or whoever later, or your auntie, somebody, and you kind of vent to them and they're, and you allow other people to be there for you. That yeah. is a vulnerability part that I would want yeah. people that are caretakers that are going through some, a situation like that, like. I need you to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, you know, like, okay, cry in the shower by yourself, but, you know, make sure you reach out and 
you know, let someone know that it is a struggle because no one, no one will ever know how hard it is for anybody to do anything, but a person can be there and empathize and have compassion for you. So, and we need to allow people to do that for us, especially Mm. black women. And that leads me into the next thing, how we carry the low and we, um, we don't ask for help. Don't know. You know, no one, and we, and, and then we feel like sometimes with, you know, women. And so we feel like no one checks on us, you know, but if you, if you, you come across like you got it together, you know, that like you got yeah. it, you know, you're crying in the shower because you're stressed, but no one knows you're crying in the shower because you ain't said nothing. Bruh, you know, I have, de- I have definitely been there before. Yeah. I, you know, I definitely fall into that category of the strong friend. And I don't count. I I lost some tears in the in the water streams in the shower because <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know how to reach out and say I need help. Now that's been a learning process for me over the years. I will definitely yeah. say at where I am in life now, I am very more vocal about not being in the best of places or needing a shoulder or something. And that, I, I definitely use my social media platform for that because I believe, yeah. you know, social media is a tool you can use for, for harm or, or, or good. And right. one of the other things I know we were going to hit on, I feel like a lot of people suffer silently. Mm. And they feel like they're yeah. the only one going through something. And so yeah. I feel like, you know, God has gifted me away with words. And then I've gotten the ministry of the social media platform. So I definitely believe in using that voice to seek out community so that you know that you don't have to suffer silently someone else can relate someone else is going through it um you know my mom has told me often you share too much i'm like well first of all i'm very intentional in what i share i share nothing on social media by accident everything that i share is with intent and oftentimes i firmly believe that the things that we go through in life are testimonies for other people and so it gives others the permission to take a deep breath and know that I don't have to be in this alone. I don't have to think I'm going through this alone. And there is somewhere or someone, because I've gotten a lot of direct messages on my, especially my Instagram and Facebook too. When I post something like that and people be like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling the same way. It's like a breath yeah. of, uh, breath yeah, of. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope, Jamie, though. That's, I, you know, and that's why I do, I do like group therapy. I do think that is like, I love that support groups and group therapy because people really it's it, it's helpful to hear oh, that yeah. someone else is going through what you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've I've heard this thing, well, they can't do anything about it and what is talking about it. Talking about it feels good sometimes. Baby. You know, it's it feels good to get it out and then to see that other people have similar experiences. And one thing that can possibly happen that typically happens is you can get an aha moment. The one Mm -hmm. aha moment, it may even come internally, like you may realize or think of a solution to whatever you're going through or how to start the process of fixing it. Or someone else, um, you know, talks about their experience and how they they overcame it. And it gives you the idea of maybe doing the same thing or, you know, you or you meet someone and you work on it together. You know, like it is endless possibilities of how we can come through anything. We can get through situations and we have to open our mouth, open our mouths and our hearts and minds, you know, cause we have to be accepting of something new um, mm-hmm. in order to, you know, get through or whatever. And so there's the notion of being a strong black woman and doing it on your own and, you know, suffering silence. That's that bull. Like, no, 
like no I have not got gotten to where I am without a lot of help you know I'm mm. very strong I feel like you know independent to a you know to a certain point but my friends my family are everything okay like I be calling my, my my sister this is my best friend in the world like if I get married I'm only going to have a bride, you know, my sisters as my, you know, maid of, maids yeah, of honor and stuff. Mate, yeah. Yeah. Because like my other sister, we're not as close. We're getting close. But my young, my young sister, my baby sister, that is my dog. And yeah, I've nice. called her many times, yeah. you know, just venting, talking about stuff. She's been there to support me and stuff. So we, we need people. And then my friends, girl, thank you to Lord. Jesus, they're my family, you know, mm-hmm. like I am grateful. So, I, I really want people to understand that you don't have to do it alone. Black women, yes, we are strong. Yes, yes, yes. But we need each other. We need mm. help. We need men. We need we need people in our lives. Mm. You know, we need people. Isn't we cannot do this alone. Life is not meant to be. It's not. You know, handled alone. Like you don't have to attack and do everything yourself. Outsource. Mm. You don't have to exhaust yourself trying to be everything for everyone. And oftentimes the the person that suffers the most from that is is self. Right. We we don't make the time to take care of ourselves. We put ourselves on the back burner. We do so much for everyone and everything else. Right. Um, And and to the, the, the other point that we were talking about, Jamie, is the setting of boundaries. Because like you said, mm. if we're doing everything ourselves, what bro bro them over there doing? What la la pookie them <laughs> doing and stuff Stop. over there, you know? <laughs> what what um, they doing? You know, so no, you have to set that boundary. I'm gonna go get the milk, but you're gonna get the egg, you're gonna get the bacon, you're gonna get like you gotta outsource. You you can't you don't have to do. And then I know we, we get into this mindset, women, um, that okay, well, we want it done a certain way. That's another thing we want to let go of. <laughs> that does not exist. And you want to say, yeah, clearly you do it all yourself, but that's why you're so tired. So, Woo! so like, <laughs> outsource, okay? If you want to do it yourself, do it yourself. Be tired, but don't complain to me. You <laughs> chose to do this. You chose to do it yourself. You didn't let your husband help you. You didn't let your kids help you. You didn't let your uncle help you. You didn't let your friend that offered to help you to help you. So, so this is what you have. I'm like, all these things, I'm like, ah, I speak on them all. So, okay, I'm going to go to the not things not being done the way you want. Okay. You you actually really taught me that lesson in my first year of being a mom because I was like, I feel like I'm doing it all alone. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and you were like, are you doing it alone or are you not allowing him to do it the way he does it because it's not the way you want it? If you yeah. didn't check me right now. <laughs> man oh man if you didn't chin check me and I was like <laughs> I think I am realizing it's not that he wasn't helping and assisting it wasn't the way I, I wanted it and so I mm-hmm. felt like I'm doing I gotta do it all alone I gotta do all mm-hmm. this stuff I gotta I gotta do for me I gotta do for the baby I gotta do for the house man you're talking about tired you already don't get no sleep first year but tired extra mm-hmm. tiredness that I was putting upon myself um, right. and then I wanted to go back to the boundaries mm. so oftentimes we don't understand and we have a hard time with the power of no mm. because we feel like we have to say yeah, yes I'm to things that. to either not let someone down or mm-hmm. we feel like we can't say no without explanation 
Ooh. Without explanation. It was a meme the other day. Oh, I wish I would have kept it. Keep going, Jamie. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> so feeling like we got to either lie our way out of something or come up with a reason why we can't do it or talk about something else we had to do. We need to learn to get comfortable with saying, no, I'm not going to be able to. Thank you, but no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to. Uh, not this right. time. Without having to explain our way through it. I feel like we got to give a whole dialogue with it. Girl, it was literally a meme that I loved. And I didn't save it because I don't really have that problem anymore. But it literally said exactly that. It was like five or maybe six different ways to say no without explaining yourself. So it was like, mm-hmm. no, no, thank you. No, I'm sorry, not this time. No, I can't make it. It. I would love that. I was mm-hmm. like, exactly. Like, exactly what you're saying. So yeah, girl, you, we don't have to explain ourselves. We don't owe it to anybody to explain. Like, no just means no. It means mm-hmm. I can't. There's and I like a, um, I, I felt so guilty. I used to they used to bother me. Oh man, I used to always have to explain myself. But uh, I still find myself a little bit. But then I'll catch myself. Like girl, just say no. I had an event <laughs> last year and I invited a friend and she said, "Hey, I'm not gonna be able to make it." And I said, "Okay." Talked to her two or three days later and she said, "Thank you for not asking me why I couldn't make it." I was like, "Not my business." I mean, mm-hmm. I know she's good for it. I know she got a great heart. If she had wanted to tell me why she couldn't have made it, she would have told me why she couldn't have made it. Says yeah. you weren't gonna be able to make it. I said, I yeah. hate talk to you soon. But you know what? A lot of people aren't in that position. It's we oh honey. People attach their personal emotions to things way too often that have nothing to do with them. Mm. They want to take a situation and personalize it. So say the way that she told me, no, she wasn't going to be able to make it to dinner. I could have reacted one or two ways. No. Okay. See you next time. Oh, I could have been like, oh my gosh, why is she not coming? Um, she might be mad at me. I don't, she don't never like just, I'm saying the way that people go inward about things. Honestly, I don't think people think that much about us. You know what I'm saying? Like we want to think, yeah. oh man, they didn't do it because it is or it's, it's this reason or I feel left out or uh, this honey people don't think about us that much as we think they do they're going on about their mosey little lives folks are legitimately busy folks are legitimately tired folks are legitimately down like there's so much happening in the world and we want to take people's actions and responses and things that they do and we want to personalize the hell out of them we gotta stop right. doing that yeah. I'm doing that. We really do. Gotta keep it moving. But mm-hmm. yeah, I really oh, I really like this topic though. I really my I think for me some takeaways would be um things that I've kind of overcome with the whole strong black woman, you know, BS and stuff is, you know, definitely saying no and setting boundaries. Like I don't have to do everything myself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I've been guilty of that too, letting other people help and asking for help, like for the longest, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't, I have a lot of friends and ask them for anything, you know, so I'm definitely real vocal now, especially when it comes to my birthday time, you know, come, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I will ask or so tell people, but my friends, y'all know, I love y'all. So <laughs> I know <laughs> I can tell people I can be very demanding. Um, but and definitely the vulnerability piece, you know, making sure that I am like letting my guard down, giving a guy a chance, giving people a chance. Um, 
you know, because people are there. Like, I, 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 one thing that I do love about people, like, I have my days where I'm like, eh, I don't feel like talking to people. But one thing I do love is that there are, you meet people, you can just meet a person, and there are some nice people in the world. So by, you know, letting your guard down, being open and stuff, and not having this chip on the shoulder like these strong Black women kind of have, you get to meet so many meet just different people that are cool and might you might meet them once and that was it but it just sometimes I remember things I remember random people I meet sometimes like I did meet someone they said this to me or you know you you get to it I feel like it just opens you up to different experiences Mm -hmm. which I feel like that's what life is about you know it's about like opening yourself up being vulnerable which is scary but what ain't scary living in this world in this pandemic is scary so walking out your door. Yeah. Right, walking out your door, being a black woman is scary. So not I feel like we shouldn't make it even more tough for us by not really embracing all the parts of us, our emotional side, you know, being vulnerable, you know, just the different parts of a woman that make us great, you know. So I feel like we should explore more of of those different sides of us more often than not. One thing that I would love to implore to is to genuinely learn how to be happy and celebrate others. Mm. I think that one deficit is that Mm. we live in the land of comparison a little too much. And just because another sister is successful doesn't mean we are not. Right. There is enough room for everybody to find their path to their dream Mm -hmm. and we can we would get so much further in life if we stood along those paths and clapped her on but I think that a lot of the times we're a smile in the face type happy but feeling Mm -hmm. in our feelings unhappy about things and when you learn to truly genuinely be happy for other people and celebrate their successes and realize that it has no impact on yours. There's enough. There's enough space and place for all of us. Yeah, I love that. I am. I am. Yeah, I do love that. Mm-hmm. I so okay. That makes me think about Cardi B's video and how her and Megan the Stallion's video, and she had Kylie Jenner. Well, Kylie, oh, of course, but, but the, the, yeah, she had Normani, she had Mulatto. I love Mulatto. That's they. Um, like Megan and Cardi. Um, she had this other rapper named Sadats. It starts with the S. She's a rapper. And then she had Rose, Ruby Rose. I remember her name because it Ruby Rose. It kind of rhymes. Not rhymes and matches. And then this other girl who was a Latina, but I don't know what she really does. So she said she wanted like different kind of women in, you know, just to show like camaraderie and stuff in her video, mm-hmm. which, you know, she did that. So it makes me think about that. Like we should cheer each other on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we should support each other and be happy when we each other shine and stuff like that. So yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do love that. I think we can definitely use a lot more of that. So, <laughs> but this was a great it. episode. I really, that was. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this. So, share this, guys. Follow us on Instagram, the Melanin Perspective underscore. Um, and yeah, 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Okay, Brittany. I'll talk okay. to you soon. All right, Jamie. <laughs> Bye. Bye, hun. <laughs>